and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Do you want to be more fulfilled? Do you want to know how to achieve lasting, positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list. When you become a subscriber, we'll send you an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. It's our gift to you. To get you started on your journey or to help you leap to the next level of self-awareness and positive transformative change, simply enter your details at www.catherineplano.com forward slash newsletter. As a valued subscriber, you'll also receive access to exclusive content, members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP treatment and discount tickets to events. We offer bonus content too, more advanced tips and tricks only available to subscribers. So what are you waiting for? As you know, it's my passion and purpose to help others to understand their own uniqueness and to unshamedly rock it to live lives they love. Whatever you're seeking, whether it's more money, more meaningful relationships, a more rewarding career, or just more satisfaction, it's all possible once you learn how to tap into your greatest potential. And why not get on board with this transformational movement by recommending a friend? Some do prefer to journey solo. Others love to share the experience with a mate. It's entirely up to you. We look forward to welcoming you on board. All you have to do is enter your details at www.catherineplanner.com forward slash newsletter. This week, another special guest, Natalie Tormey. Natalie is a true trailblazer in business. She is raw, real and honest and is taking business leadership to the next level. As a self-confessed bogan leader and proud of it, Natalie invites like-minded women to join her in her campaign to encourage and empower others to build their very own bogan empire, moccasins and all. At a very young age, Natalie told her Oma that one day there will be a statue of her because of all the people she has helped. 
her dream is well on its way to coming true. However, to get to this point in her life hasn't always been smooth sailing. Raised by a single mum and two sisters, Natalie faced financial difficulties and was surrounded by drugs and alcohol while growing up. She also found herself living in an abusive relationship. Despite leaving home at the age of 15 years old, Natalie has led an independent and successful life. Natalie is a devoted mum of two beautiful girls and a partner to her man. She has always been there for her family during hard times. Natalie is learning to manage her own anxiety and starting to understand her depression. She has also completed a nursing degree and is currently studying a postgraduate in psychology with a passion for consumer psychology. Natalie started her business journey as a bankrupt single mum with not even a laptop to her name. Over the last few years, she has celebrated her business successes with the Parent Medic Movement, Boardroom Rebel Society, and Natalie Business Strategy. She was also announced as one of the 2018 Australian Financial Review 100 Women of Influence, all of this by the age of 32. It's now time to to tune into this very courageous woman. Enjoy. So as always, we have another special woman for you this week, Natalie Tormey. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I got a bit tongue twisted then. I was going to say Tormey, but then Tormey. So I was kind of stuck between the two. No, that's fine. You can just call me Nat. Okay. Well, Nat, (laughs) we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to start off with her unique story. So talk us through what inspired you to do what you do today. You know, what's really interesting, um, I get inspired by so many things, to be honest. So I'm one of those people that you have to bring on in and make sure I'm only inspired by one thing at one time. Um, But I started my first business a couple of years ago and I never wanted a business. Um, I wanted to help. I I realised there was a gap and I I wanted to advocate for that. And um, having a not-for-profit can be really hard and I, you know, advocated with governments and councils to see if they could help me. And all of them said no. So I started a business as a way to manage my my passion and my purpose and um, I ended up with a business. Mm. And talk us through what is your business? Um, so now I, I'm representing Natalie, a business strategist here with you, but my previous business was a parent medic movement, um, which is a global social enterprise. And the mission was that I've been, I was teaching first aid, I was doing my nursing degree at the time, and um, I found out that one mum didn't have access to, you know, what is life-saving education. And um, looking at the industry, I realised there wasn't many market players and therefore they were monopolising the industry and setting the price accordingly. So um, I went on a mission to have fair, affordable and accessible education for all parents in baby and child first aid. And that was my mission. Um, it still is my mission today, um, and it's grown beautifully. It went from me to 15 people. We now have about 100 people um, in that social enterprise now. Wow, that's fantastic. So is that the gap that you were talking about? Yeah, that was the gap. You know, I got really – I used to start things when I get really frustrated. Um, so my first journey with the paramedic movement, I got really upset to hear that there was a mother who um, her baby had turned blue multiple times since she'd come home. Um, she'd never been taught first aid before, Um an accredited first aid course doesn't necessarily meet all the needs as a parent. 
and she couldn't afford um, any of the private businesses that were around. And um, obviously, you know, having a baby turn blue, I have I had two premies, so I think most parents will understand this fear would was, you know, creating a real big sense of anxiety for her that was having an on-flowing effect on not wanting to leave the house and not feeling secure as a mother and and therefore her partner was worried to go to work and leave her alone. So um, actually by learning something as vital as first aid, Tuka had been, you know, really confident about her circumstances and she couldn't access it. So from that it made me realise how many people couldn't access or was not appropriate for accredited first aid. So I advocate for information only and... Um, my role with the team of 100 educators I have is, yes, it's information only, but we're going to be really responsible information sharers and um, we're going to, and the more people have, the more access we have and we work with not-for-profits, we deliver in Mandarin. Um, so we're all on a really good cause that we want to make sure it's successful to everyone. And I actually had a look at your website. You do other things yes. as well. Did you want to share that with our listeners, what you're focusing <laughs> <Yeah>. on now? <laughs> known to do too many things if I was to be honest okay so I am um, the parent medic movement grew beautifully and I actually took six months off not to automate it but to implement some really good processes and systems and um, for me you know my mission was to ensure every single person in the world had access so go me for setting a really big goal but what that means is we had to grow and I sat down one day on the verge of a breakdown saying I want to grow but I don't, know, I don't want to grow with a bunch of people that aren't passionate like me. I don't want to grow with a bunch of people that just provide and go home. You know, I really wanted to build a community because that's who I was as a person. You know, it was never going to be here you are, book in, and by, by the way, go contract and here's some money. It, it was so much more than money. So um, I had to sit there and work out how can I grow and still keep my values really strong and build a beautiful team. So um, I have a, a wonderful social enterprise that moves on its own now. It very much is a movement. And um, I found myself twiddling my thumbs a little bit. I got a bit, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? You get to the other end of what you want and I found it boring. I got depressed because I wasn't active in my business. I wasn't in entrepreneurial phase anymore. I was actually just the director. And um, I didn't like it. I love, I love the paramedic movement, but I didn't like being the director. Um, so I'm still the director, but I, I realised that I have some time now to give back. So um I sat back and looked at my last business and thought, I had no idea about business. Um, I'm not business savvy. Well, I am now, but I wasn't business savvy in any shape or form. Uh, didn't, I didn't even know what a profit or loss was. You know, I had nothing. I started with nothing. And uh, I looked back and thought, how did my business grow so much? And I, I actually realised it's because I'm, as a human, I'm really passionate about helping other humans and um, I love to do good for others. My value system on myself is about giving back to my community and um, I'm obsessed with human emotions. So, you know, we, the paramedic movement has 255-star reviews. And I say to my ambassadors, it's not first aid's a tool, you know. It's, it's a tool to help someone have an emotional shift. So we've managed to take our consumer from being anxious to being confident. And I realised that was a winning solution. A winning solution wasn't all the stuff that gets sold to you online as the 10 steps to success. The winning solution came back to basic human foundations, and that's connection. So um, at the same token, we need to build strategy. So my current business now is um, I only take on a certain amount of clients. I like to get back into other people's businesses and be in entrepreneurial mode again. And um, what I love to do is build strategy, but build strategy that meets consumer emotional needs. And I advocate for businesses to now see how important it is for them to um, to do that, you know, consider the consumer's emotions, to create moments in the consumer's lives and kind of go back to old school. 
you know, where customer service was, wasn't was just a word thrown around in professional development. It is a basis of any business. Um, I think we're stuck in one-time transaction land and I, I want to advocate our way out of it. Oh, I love it. So mm. so what you're saying is you're a business coach but you really sort of hone into the human emotions and that's how um, you work with your clients, uh, creating yeah. a strategy to draw in or evoke certain emotions in your customers. Absolutely. You know, one of the craziest things someone told me to look at, and it's not that I study it for a long period of time, it's understanding how a cult is formed. Um, cult is the makeup of the word culture. And um, most of the times we look at cults as a really negative thing. And, you know, there's definitely certainly some negative cults in, uh, in the day. But um, looking at how they manage to attract people to their cause. And if you can do that with your business, what happens if you stop selling, actually adding value to people's lives? And you can do it in a positive manner. Um, so everyone that gets attracted to my my organisation, they, they believe in who we are and the culture that we are and it's not just about business. So, um, But I'm also a business strategy nerd. I think you must you must create strategy. Um, don't invest time in fluff. We need to make money. If you don't make money, you can't help anyone. Um, so I actually don't like the word coach, but you can, you're more than welcome to use it. Um, I, I don't tend to coach anyone. I think if it's about mindset, I can't help. Um, but if it's about active strategy and you're ready to take the next step, but make sure that every system that you implement um, – you know, meets basic human needs on an emotional level, that, that's what I help people with. So I'll call, I'll rephrase that for you, darling. I'll call you a business <laughs> strategist. Yeah. There's so many coaches and they do wonderful jobs, but um, I, I don't really, I help with consumers' emotions, not the business person's emotions. <laughs> So, so for our listeners, because we do have a lot of women in business, a lot of entrepreneurs, just kind of high level, take us through how do you attract customers to a cause? Because you were talking about really understanding the difference between what is a cult mm. and, and how you create a culture. Yeah, um, it's getting to know them. I think too often we sit there and we want to look professional way too fast. And I, I'm actually, I think you need to encourage a community to be by your side from the beginning. And so often when we start a business, we do that and we think we have to look a certain way and we have to speak a certain way and, um, you know, everything must be really professional. I still don't own business cards and that's the truth of reality of it. The other day I ripped off some tape, paper from the table and I gave it to someone. Um, <laughs> but I must get some soon. Um, and I think by everything that I create, I'm now creating a new product and I'm constantly innovating new ideas and every single one that I have starts off with a pilot and I ask people to come along my journey with me. I make sure that they're the right people and throughout that journey I'm asking them all the time how are you feeling what is the emotion that you're having at the moment is this something that's helping you can I help you how can I help you you tell me I'll do it for you um and I want to see that in some shape or form that I've shifted their emotion through their experience with me and I've done it what they wanted from me um too often we think we know what people need and and sometimes it's just not the answer um by doing that then I pick up on their language and I'll only ever speak their language I don't speak professional uh, language if anyone knows me well enough um I'll speak my consumer's language because I'm their friend um and I'm going to be part of that journey with them so I think you know we're scared of doing that because we're scared of niching um but what's happened is I know my consumers they know me and I get calls three years later from a random consumer that will tell me that I changed their life and it's not because of what I – it's not the service, it's not the product. It's because I, I took the time to actually understand who they are and, and meet their needs. Mm. So yeah. so a message to our listeners would be to start a pilot, obviously get a few people. How many people do you get as part of your pilot, 10, 12? Oh, it's, it matters what service you give. I do – I'm obviously obsessed with education, so we like to start with about 15 for my pilot. Um, and I'll be really open with them. I'm new, this is my mission, this is what I want to do. 
Um, and your expectations, I'll set their expectations really clear as well. Your expectations are this and this and this. Um, they still pay because the human mind likes to make a commitment. So they still pay at a discounted rate. Um, so Russell Brunson's another lovely man that does something like that. He creates funnels. Um, if you look him up, you'll go, holy moly, he's full on. Um, he has a wonderful book and I highly recommend it. I can't remember at the top of my head. Oh, something secrets. Of course it's something secrets, but, um, <laughs> Uh, he, he does something similar. So he'll do a webinar with a, a really low opt-in, um, but he'll tell people from the beginning, um, you're here to support me. If you don't like it, don't like it, leave. If you do, stay and, and let's create something amazing together. What's his name, did you say, sorry? Russell Brunson. Isn't he the guy from ClickFunnel? That is him. So he's got a wonderful big uh, book which, you know, mentions you know, how he launched and built a community. So it's really quite interesting actually. Wow. So yeah. what would be a piece of advice that you would like to give somebody who would want to embark on a new business or a new career? Um, you know, I have, can I have two pieces of yeah, advice? You, right? you can have <laughs> as many as you like, darling. Oh, okay. My first piece of advice is, is follow your heart. I think often we think business is, you know, about professionalism and wearing the right clothes and looking the right way. Um, follow your heart because, you know, I'm not going to be another person that harps on about business is hard. Everything is hard in life. But if you love what you do, um, hard is okay you know hard becomes really hard when you don't love it mm. that was quite an interesting sentence wasn't it it was it's a good one <laughs> but uh, it, and it is it's true you know you hear so many people randomly I want to open up a fish and chip shop okay don't laugh but you know it's one of my dreams to have a fish and chip shop you can ask me why later and so I said oh that's hard work I'm like so is everything but yeah. don't let hard work be a deterrent if it's something that you love to do um so always follow your heart and be yourself be yourself. We're craving human connection. Every single consumer is craving human connection and they're also craving to help other people and know that they're contributing. So let them help and just thank them along the way. Mm. Um, so definitely be, you know, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Be who you are. Don't feel the need to change because you don't need to. I don't care what anyone else says. Mm. Um, and my second piece of advice Oh, now I forgot my second piece. I'll just give you that first one. Yeah, it, will come, it will come back. It will come back to you when you don't think about it. So you've Probably. done quite a fair bit, and along your journey, what has been a you know or some of your greatest lessons? Uh, I learn all the time. If I was to pass on my best lesson, is I'm a very good problem solver now. <laughs> Um, I think problems will always arise. Don't let that be your deterrent, nor the don't let it measure your value. You know, so often we get that first piece of feedback and we sit there and go, oh, my God, or, you know, I've forgotten to turn up to a meeting or um, I went to a meeting, sometimes I've gone without a pen and paper, so I'm writing a serviette. Don't let that be the measure of your value. And I think so often we do, um, and then it just takes us 10 steps back. I think it's really important um, to know that problems always arise and what makes a good leader is is how you deal with those problems. And when you do deal with problems or, you know, say you feel like you're failing or you need to make money, sometimes they're really tempted, especially when we look at, you know, other providers alongside us to take shortcuts. Um, I never took a shortcut. I knew it would take longer to build my business that way, but I knew at the end of the day I'd always want to be in it. I put my head on my pillow and I know that I operated with integrity and honesty all the way. So um, it's, it's just really important to to know what your values are and there's nothing wrong with having personal and business values that combine together. Absolutely, I agree with that. Dude, you have so much energy. How do you get to do all the things that you do? <laughs> do you know, I think I, I do have anxiety. <laughs> and as a lot of business I meet do have anxiety as well, which is I find really interesting. So I don't sleep, I'm going to in the front centre. Um, but it actually feeds really well into my business. Um, 
Again, it's my own value system. I don't want to go to bed at night and not know that I contributed to the world I live in. I promised my grandmother that I'd have a statue of myself when I was about 12. Um, I was raised through much hardship, um, continued to have to, you know, when I had my children. And, you know, for me, I don't want to waste a breath. From the nursing background to others, I just, I speak to so many people that we've wasted so many breaths on so many superficial things. And I just want to know that I can give back to this world in some shape or form. Mm, that's so true. And I do that through business. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hear you loud and clear. So what has been some of your biggest pain points? I believe that we all have pain points. What would be some of yours and then how do you move through them? I'm, so I'm still really sensitive um, and I'm, that, I'm a liberal, so I like to be friends with everyone. So I used to get really upset when someone wasn't my friend. Um, it's actually probably still one of my weak points. I tend to make really close friendships with people that I work with, which is positive. Um, but when things need to get down to business, it makes things a little bit difficult. Um, yeah, I still get really hurt if someone doesn't like me. Um, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's, oh, I just hit my puppy's park in the background, sorry. Um, yeah, so I know I still get upset when someone doesn't like me, but I guess I have to really separate my personal self and my business self. And the best way that I do that is I realise that my business isn't about me and I always keep a consumer in mind. So from day dot or for each business, I choose a particular consumer that really kind of affected me and needed help for me. Um, and whenever things get really hard for me, I just step back and think, you know what, Nat, it's not about you. It's about the team that you've built. It's about everyone else around you. It's about the end consumer that you're making difference in their lives. It's not about you. So I really take that selfish aspect away from for my business um and that's how I kind of get through that now I don't care if someone doesn't like me it's not about me yeah oh cool well you're as, well, there's a lot of strength and courage that uh you're able to step away from that too because some people do take it to heart absolutely I, I avoid networking events um I love networking um but often you know someone said to me why do you avoid networking events and um, first of all, my business advisor told me I'm not allowed to attend one until I'm making money, which was probably the best thing because sometimes you get clouded with so many opinions and you end up working and spending your energy on fluff. And energy is something we need to save yeah? you, your own energy, your family's energy. So now I really sit down and I strategize where I need to put my energy. Um, but the reason I avoided it, most of my solutions to my problems are within me. And um, I find if I have a real big problem, talking to people is lovely. But it's when I'm in my peace and quiet and in my zone, I become creative to solve my business problems. And um, I prefer the solutions I have are always going to be better than, than others. So I, I prefer not to be clouded with too many opinions. Mm. So, Natalie, what do you think would be some of the reasons that individuals, entrepreneurs or businesses fail to succeed? Uh, no money and no motivation. Okay. <laughs> They're definitely the two things. Um, we need to make money. I, I feel... Uh, I, don't, I don't want to categorise, but, you know, I speak to a lot of women in business and I feel there's a real lack of talk about money. Money is really important. Um, and, again, it's important for you, it's important to everyone else and, you know, I only operate businesses for good. And once someone said to me, volunteer work starts at home. So whenever I make a decision in my life now, I realise that my children are just as deserving as a good life as for the others that I'm trying to create. So um, I always have to give back to my family first before I give back anywhere else. And um, in order to give back and, and continue, and I'm, I'm fortunate because I have a business for good, and that's why I say to you, whether you have a business for good and it's planned or you don't have a business for good, it's, it's time to start thinking about it because not only does it help you get through business, but your consumers expect it as well. Consumers will make decisions, purchasing decisions based on if a business is doing good. Um, so by doing a business for good, I, I know that I have to make money to continue that I'm good, that I'm doing. So um, 
always, you know, when you're doing your to-do list, just work out which one's going to make you money and do that one first. Anything else can wait. That was probably a lesson that I've learned. Um, and motivation. Again, if it's not linked to your heart, well, you probably, you know, you could probably build something, but it, it's difficult to build something spectacular if your heart's not in it and you're going to waste too much energy on it. Let, give that to someone else that loves it. That's what I say. <laughs> so how, how does one keep motivated? Because we have our, you know, we have our periods where we're feeling really inspired and on top of the world and we're kicking goals and then there's times where we're not and then we get demotivated. And so what's your trick? How do you you stay motivated? <laughs> Uh, again, I, it's that uh, consumer that I think of. Um, so I really do invite all the listeners to sit there and, and imagine a consumer. It might have been one that you've you've had a, you know spoken to, or um, it might be the consumer that you're wishing to attract. We're all here to solve a problem. If you're not here to solve a problem, I'm questioning how you sell something. Um, but what is the problem, and why you want to solve that problem? But linking to emotions might help you. For example, speaking to a friend that you know sells candles, and I said, do you think people buy candles for light? You know, people don't buy candles for light. They're coming to you because they have a certain emotion and they're using that as a tool to shift their own emotion. So whether it's the only thing in their life that they can feel relaxed or it's the only thing they can pamper themselves because they're having financial difficulties so they go and get a nice scented candle. So um, we never make purchases just for the, you know, maybe a toilet brush. (laughs) But the majority of things that we buy um, is to shift, you know, I just want to get my hair done and I do that because I want to feel good and and feel like I'm fit and healthy. Um, There's many reasons behind the intentions of a purchase. So if you can imagine a consumer and imagine their feelings and how your product or service is going to help them, um, that's what I wake up to. I wake up thinking, well, I can't leave those people astray, can I? I have to mm. help them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely invite every listener to, to to create a consumer, understand why they're coming to you, what feelings they're feeling, um, and work out how your product is going to help them. And it can be anything. So do you do that first? Do you find out your – because it – We've had many women on the show and they all have different strategies and different ways they approach their tribe yeah. and how to find their target market. So some go follow your heart and do what you're passionate and they'll come and others go, yeah. no, go actually find out what your market needs. So find a niche and actually go and talk to your your, your customers and then create the product. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm an advocate by heart, so I'll only ever do something when something kind of pisses me off and I see a gap. Um, so I did that with the paramedic movement. Again, that's what I'm do- why I'm doing this because I think there's a real gap for, you know, people that are really want to contribute to this world but might not have the busy savviness. And they go to some of these network events and it's intimidating and it's scary. I build my business. I, I may mention a bogan leader. I build my business as a bogan. You know, I've got a leg full of tattoos and, and I get judged on the street as being a single parent. I've gone through all that. Um, and... You know, if something upsets me, I'm going to stand up for it. I'm going to 100% stand up just as much as I did with the paramedic movement, just as much as I am now. Natalie, you're just cutting out. Humans, um, just on the basis of taking it from them. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. You just cut out. Yes, yes, you just cut out. That's okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, but I want businesses to be responsible for money transaction. You know, should be taking the time out to care for your consumer. So, look, I do things when something's upset me and I want fair provision of services for everyone in the world. Um, that's kind of how I work. I don't know how it would work for someone, someone else, to be honest. <laughs> so you actually use your anger to motivate you? 100%. I use my anger to motivate me all the way. I love Even- it. <laughs> I love it. So if something pisses you off, make a business to fix it. Don't sit there complaining about it. Make a business. And and this is where they're one of the most successful businesses. If you're there to actually make impact or change, your consumers can feel it. They can they can see it. And it doesn't mean you have to be a not-for-profit. 
Yeah. People so, make that assumption as well. So before when you were talking about starting a pilot, how did you go and find your 50 people? Did you just go on Facebook? What did you do on LinkedIn? Like, how did you find your tribe to become part of this pilot? Oh, so I, I beg, you know. <laughs> no, I don't beg. I tell them who I am, what upset me, what I want to fix and change and, and ask if it aligns with them. So most of the time it's online. Um, in groups, um, again, I invite you to go into these groups as humans. I often, just too often, see businesses going into these groups and acting like businesses. Yes. You know, I know how my consumers act. I know they don't mind me dropping a swear word here and there. I don't. They don't mind that because that's who I am. And if, if it doesn't align with you, that's fine. You're not my right consumer. Um, go in as a fellow human who wants to fix the problem and ask them how you, you can fix it for them. It's, it's really just that simple. Yeah. And then anyone that turns around and goes, oh, my God, that's a problem for me and you know what would really help is this, mm. then you contact them and go, this is what I want to do. Can, would you mind helping me? You know, and you do have to have a level of some sort of expertise to be doing it. Like, you know, I have to have a passion for it. For example, in my business strategy, I'm doing my psychology at the moment, so it doesn't come from nothing. Um, but just invite them. Say, you know, this might be a really good opportunity uh, for them. In the end, humans come down to money as well. So, you know, when you're inviting people to come on board, they, they want to know that what's in it for them. That's just the truth of it. And how does one price uh, a service? Oh, that's a, that's a fun question, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's one that uh, we get asked a lot. Yeah, okay. I've, I'm going by this thing. I think I've named it myself, but it might, no, it might be out there called consciously pricing. I consciously price everything that I sell. So um, I, I, I know who my target market is. I work out how much they make. Um, and I always say to my ambassadors, because they, they're out there actively running sessions, if you're going to run sessions for the more expensive market and you're going to expect more, on the flip side, you should always be giving back to those that can't afford it in your community. So we want to consciously price and make sure that we're pricing according to the demographics that we're working with. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't ever just throw a number at it. I and I do sit there, for example, with my pilot, we're about to launch a children's program in early learning centres in education. And with that pilot, I've worked out how much it'll cost me baseline, making sure that I'm not spending too much money. And then I'll divide that amount by the 15 people that are coming. It's obviously still discounted. Um, it means that any human power that I put into it is essentially free, but I cover all the costs that are associated with launching that product. So for our listeners and our, our women in business and entrepreneurs, uh, how does the ambassadors work? Is that Do they work on a commission basis or how does that work? I love this because this is something I, um, I work with a few businesses actually is learning how to scale. Um, so the parent medic movement, basically I realised one of the barriers is not as many people operating. Um, so we're a licensed membership. Their first step is to do a course. I, I took six months out to develop the course. I've seen 100 students through it. I knew that it was really bloody good. So um, I, I, I sell that course essentially to anyone that run, wants to run baby and child first aid. And once they run that course, they can apply to become an ambassador. And they pay an annual fee for my support, the education, the conference, but they take 100% profit because I don't want anything to do with their profit. So really it was about me empowering them to get out there and being confident to do it because the biggest issue we heard people going, I'd really like to do it, but I, I don't know how. So I guide them on how, get them out there, and we've got a, a beautiful community. I recently worked with a, another lady who launched, um, it's called the Mum Source, if I can drop it for her. It's a beautiful program and we worked together. She was one of my clients. Um, and she had the typical structure of, launched just me and then when she got busy subcontractors and now she's got enough subcontractors like I don't know how to keep all my subcontractors in line basically you know some of them are running rogue I don't know what they're doing themselves so she followed a similar template she's created a course um, that any uh, 
there's mostly mums do it could, can do, and that would provide them with the skills to start their own business under the Mum Source um, banner. And um, and they're out there. They don't just clean. They they support any mums in any task in their home. And she comes again. We'll manage to link her with a real emotional aspect to it. So not only do they clean houses, but um, the people that are part of her team, you know, not that they're there to fix anything, but they know what to do if a problem arises or, you know, they were dealing, working with someone with personal depression. They have an understanding of that and they know where to um, refer them on to. So she really, she really got that concept and built it as her own. Mm. And um, she's now out there getting lots of mum source helpers um, to help her on her mission. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. Natalie, I have a question for you. Not not yeah. that that for our listeners you'll see when you check out her website. I thought she was about yeah. 20. But what advice <laughs> would you give your younger self? Oh, um, to, to take it easy. You know, yeah. I've, I've got this tattoo on my leg. I recently just got it. I thought, oh, I'm going to bite the bullet and get it. And it's a sloth in a rocket ship. Um I live in, we live in a fast world. My mind is fast-paced. I'm extremely fast-paced, but I have to maintain my sloth inside my rocket ship, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and that's what I do now. I, I try and okay, I'm calm and relaxed. I don't rush anything. Um, and, um, yeah, I maintain being my sloth. <laughs> mm, I love it. <laughs> so love your energy. Yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so the other thing that we do as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Oh, I mentioned it earlier. So we, we've uh, labelled myself as a, a bogan leader. Um, I am a bit bogan on the inside. Um and I think, you know, it's really important sometimes we think leaders are out of reach or, you know, I've got two daughters and I'm really, I'm going to put out that I'm really worried about the trending business, especially for women at the moment. Um, even entrepreneurship, there's this very much veil of coolness um, around new startup businesses and women in business. And I'm very consciously aware that I think we all have to be consciously aware, anyone mm. that's starting up a women's support group or new business group, um, about what are you setting for generations to come? And I get very, very concerned that my daughter will might Google entrepreneur business and she sees, um, you know, heels and, and everyone looking fancy pants and, um, you know, people, you know, driving nice cars. And um, I want her to know, I don't want every child to know. I don't care where they're from, what they do, how much money you make. And the reason was because I was that child. I grew up in poverty. I grew around domestic violence. I wasn't the person that believed anything would happen in my life. And... Um, you know, and I maintain that part of me. I'll never change it. If anything, I advocate for everyone to just come back down to earth a little bit and, and realise that, you know, the stamp or the footprint you're going to put on this on business for women especially for generations to come. Mm, you're such an inspiration. The other yeah. thing that we ask a woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Okay, yeah, so one is, is definitely please sit down, just doodle on a piece of pad, doesn't matter, my business plan was on a serviette, and, and think about your consumer's emotions, you know, um, especially in this day and age, a consumer is a accessing businesses multiple times a day, and often you sit there and go, I just want them to buy, or I need to sell something, I need to put this post up. Just take a step back. There's so much value in connecting with the consumer. Um, we have over 255-star reviews. We've built a community that will always talk highly of us, and we'll be here for generations to come. Um, so sit down and, and it's your responsibility if you're taking money of someone just to realise why they're there in the first place and, and not shove it down their throat. So um, think about who they are and, and what they're feeling. And and um, I read this wonderful book called Dan and Heath 
Chip and Dan, Dan, Chip and Dan and Heath, Dan and Heath. Yeah. Chip, Chip and Dan, I think it's called Heath. Yep. Yeah. Um, a wonderful book about. I think it's the power of moments. And mm. um, look, if you, if you, I've spoken to a few friends of mine who've gone through illness. My mum went through cancer, and I say to them, "What's, what? Where are you at with life?" And they say, "I just want to make moments." So we're we're in a generation where we have to consciously create moments. And mm. if a person accesses a business multiple times a day. Could you not be one of those people that consciously creates moments for them? Mm. And um, and I think that's really important to set your business culture around that. You know, imagine if you went into a shop where they were allowed to take the bags out to the car. They don't do it now because they think they're not allowed. Mm. So um, sit down, understand their feelings and their emotions and build, consciously build moments for them and, and make an actual difference in their life. That's my first thing. Um, I'm not sure I have any other tips. <laughs> Two, be yourself. <laughs> and three, set um set positive impact for generations to come and be really conscious of what you're creating as you create it. I love the consciously create moments. That's my favourite one. Thank you for sharing that. No, my pleasure. So, Natalie, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Uh, so, surprisingly, I don't have social media for my strategy. <laughs> I do have a group, so if you can share the group, that would be amazing. Um, or if not on the website. You will notice on the website I actively don't have an opt-in form. Um, interesting strategy on my part. I'm not interested in having a million addresses, um, nor am I interested in uh, spamming many people. But um, there is a form and everyone can fill out this form and I will actually sit down and give you a customised response. And in the end, it ends up being a, a very fun, emotionally emotion-packed business plan, one-page business plan. So you can go to that, do it for free, and um, I will sit down and actually think about you and, and consciously write my response to you. Oh, I love it. That's definitely yeah. putting the personal touch. Well, we'll have all the links in the show notes. Nelly, I can't thank you enough for your passion, your energy. Wow, I feel high as a kite oh, right now and I haven't even had good. a coffee. Uh, but thank you so much and I'm sure our listeners will absolutely adore you and reach out. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.